0: welcome to the life is for everyone podcast our purpose is to educate activate and transform we post a new podcast every monday and wednesday prepare to be enlightened encouraged challenged and fired up ready to go as you listen to today's podcast Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Life Is For Everyone podcast. My name is Grace Youngson, and today I am so excited and privileged to have my sister, Shaloma Youngson, on. Thank you so much for coming on, Shaloma. Yeah, it's an honor. Shaloma is one of my biggest cheerleaders, if not my biggest cheerleader. She's always there for me. I can talk to her anytime about anything, especially with regards to life. She has to sit there and listen to all my ideas and thoughts about lots of different things. And I'm so grateful and truly appreciate Shaloma. Um, thank you, Shaloma, for, thank for you that. Thank you for trusting me. Without her, I wouldn't be where I am. Shaloma really has a true servant's heart as well. So thank you. So first of all, Shaloma, tell the audience a bit about yourself. Well, as Grace and mentioned, I'm her sister. I'm a first-year Caris Bible College student, love mm-hmm. Colorado, real outdoorsy person, love hiking, and yeah, I love to cook, so. Shloma is an amazing cook. She is the cook of the house, and her food is incredible. Thanks. So, um, yeah, I'm so excited. This is going to be an amazing podcast. It's really fun. And uh, before we get into it any further, I just want to open up in prayer. Yeah, Awesome. Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you, Lord, that this is a God-ordained time. Everyone who's listening, we thank you, Father, that you have things that you want to speak to them through us. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that your anointing is upon the words that we speak, that they will touch listeners' hearts and that people will be changed. Amen. 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 Okay, so my first question is... If there was one topic you could share on that you feel God's given you some special revelation on, Mm -hmm. what would it be? Uh, I would have to say his love and just the pursuit, the endless pursuit of his love. Mm. He will come after us time and time again Mm -hmm. and always just higher, like elevate us to Mm -hmm. his standards, to his life and just bring us to a higher level in our lives. Mm. And he just never, ever gives up on us, always sees us with joy Mm. and love and never unhappy with us and Mm. complaining about us. Mm. And we're just his joy. And I just find that amazing. Yeah. I love what you said about how God is always calling us to level up. And, you know, our identity is found in him. And it's not an identity that's like, an awful identity it's an Mm -hmm. identity that is amazing and what you said about leveling up i really feel like this year god is calling me personally to really level up in many ways you know and to do the things that we are called to do those things are bigger than ourselves and they're they require for us to be constantly growing and leveling up and um yeah. And I just love that God is that one person who believes in you, who sees what's inside of you. And he is always telling us to dream big. He is. And especially like in any situation, when you go to him, be like, God, what do I do here? At least for me, the first thing he'll point me on is my identity. Yes. And it's not just a lovely, like an airy fairy. Oh, you know, I love you. Da, da, da. It's mm-hmm. a spot on in the moment what I need to get me through that to fix the problem whatever it is he's a very real god in the moment with you yes um to help you level up in those things yes and yeah that is true love is reminding you of who you really are and your identity and um yeah god's love is definitely the most incredible thing and so that's awesome Yeah, it is. Okay, next question. Why are you pro-life? I'm pro-life for many reasons. Um, The main one being that I would say I am pro-choice in the sense of everyone should have a choice and that is taken away from a child, from a baby in the womb. Even criminals get to have a, a court hearing. Babies don't get that. They don't have any say. Mm. They are innocent and they are killed mm. and that is not right that is murder yeah. And also for the women, it violates a woman and this is a very never spoken side no. uh, to abortion is what the women go through and so I'm passionate for protecting the women and the babies yes who have no uh, freedom to say anything and no freedom to live. Mm. I think it's important what you said. You know, it's so ironic that the pro-abortion side has branded themselves as pro-choice when it's nothing about choice. First of all, there's no choice for the child. And secondly, every woman I have talked to who has shared their story of having an abortion with me, the thing that I see that is just the same across the board is every woman tells me they did not feel like they had a choice when they did that. And a lot of women feel just back to a corner. It's their only choice. But it's yes. if it's your only choice, it's not a choice. Yes. So that's that's powerful. And it just yeah. reveals the lies around yeah. that, you know. And the only way that evil can continue is for people to believe lies. So they have to yes. sell it on a lie. And that is a complete lie that it's about choice. It's not about choice. It's never all. about choice. So it's good. So um, you actually have a lot of experience working with children. Mm-hmm. And when we lived in the UK, because we're British. Yes. Um, you can't tell by the accent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, you actually led children's church. You were I did, a children's church yeah. leader, um, back at a church we attended in the UK. So how has working with children affected your heart for the pro-life movement? Honestly, I think one of the big things is how trusting children are. Mm. You can know them for like five minutes and they want to give you hugs and kisses and I love you. And they're just so trusting and vulnerable. Mm. And with that trust they place in me, especially as a kids church leader, comes a great responsibility, I feel. And it just breaks my heart that these children, these babies in the womb... They just trust the mother to carry them, to protect them, to see them through. And we just destroy that trust and we kill them. And that just breaks my heart. I just look at these children that I love to um, serve and show Jesus' his love to, and just to think that we can so misplace their trust yeah. and not only hurt them, but kill them. Mm. It just so sad yeah. so sad yeah yeah totally agree you as i mentioned at the beginning of the podcast have a real servant's heart mm-hmm. um and one way that that is very evident in our family is that you're always cooking for us and yeah. and not just cooking something but cooking something really really good thanks so um Can you encourage our audience on how they can cultivate that servant's heart within themselves? I think one of the things, I mean, I'm naturally a people pleaser. So I think that's where it kind of birthed from. But I really, you know, to be a leader is to be a servant. Mm. And I just look at Jesus. And the biggest one for me is just when I read that when he washed the disciples' feet, I really put myself in his shoes, use the pun, and was like, "Gosh, I don't know if I could want to do that." Mm. And that is what God is calling me to, calling every one of us to His servanthood. Mm. So I'm like, God, if you love me with such a greater love that you could serve me by going through hell, by dying for me in a horrific way, what is it to serve people? And I really see when I serve especially if I don't feel like doing it is, Lord, I'm not serving these people. Yes, I am, but I'm serving you. Mm. I remember I used to do um, cleaning. I used to work for a cleaning company. And so, you know, someone was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to clean another stupid bed. And it was like, no, Jesus. I remember he was like, Shaloma, it's me coming in to sleep in that bed next. How would you do it? And I was like, whoa, I would have it sparkling clean, the best made bed ever. And I think that's honestly my heart was just that really changed servanthood from being a people pleaser to being a Lord pleaser mm-hmm. to everything I do is to please you, Jesus. So Love when that. I make a meal, it's like you're gonna eat it, Jesus. is gonna be a top-notch meal. This isn't, well, they just need to eat, so make something to them to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm in kids' church, I remember driving up to our church and God just said to me, Shaloma, thank you for serving my children. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, whoa, this isn't babysitting class. That i yes. ever viewed it like that, but these are your children, Jesus. What a privilege and an honor you have given me to be able to input in their life. Mm. And I'm not even doing it for them, not doing it for the parents. I'm doing it for you, Lord, because yeah. it pleases you. Yes. And to be able to know that we have the power, the availability to please the Lord, the God, who made everything. That's also mind blowing. I'm like, wow, that's so cool, Lord. And I want to make sure I do that every single day and fulfill that. Yes. That's just so awesome. It made me think of that scripture. I'm not a hundred percent sure where it is, but it's talking about Jesus. And it says he did not come to be served, but to serve. Yeah. And he is our example. Yeah. And I really love how you talked about it comes back to we're serving him. Yeah. Everything is unto him. There's another scripture um, in one of Paul's epistles and it says, whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the yeah. Lord. And, you know, it's we serve an audience of one. It's yeah, all about Jesus. I love that. And, um You know, it just makes me think one of the things that really impacted me was a chapter out of Lila Rose's book on what it means to love others. And she Mm -hmm. talks about Mother Teresa and Mother Teresa had the same revelation that when she was loving these people on the streets of Calcutta, she was serving Jesus. When she was bandaging up their wounds, she was bandaging up the wounds of Jesus. And Jesus says that he says, Whatever you've done unto the least of these, you've done unto me. Yes. So that is reality. We are serving Jesus. We are. 100%. And I I just love that. And if you have a heart for Jesus, you will have a servant's heart then. Absolutely. That's what it comes back to. And I love what you said when uh, Jesus came not to uh, be served, but to serve. And so anytime when we walk into a room, I'm not there to be served. I'm mm. there to serve. And so just look for ways, you know, when you're in situations like, how can I serve? I'm not here to be served. And that also takes away, you know, attitudes of offense and stuff, because mm-hmm. you're not there being like, well, they didn't do this to me. It's yes. like, no, what did I not do for them? Yes. And not even for them, but for the Lord. Yes, That's so good. So good. Um, so my final question is, can you share some thoughts and i know you wanted to share some thoughts on this Mm -hmm. um on the importance of knowing your true value and worth and especially how that impacts relationships and friendships with other people so i definitely went on um, a journey with my value and worth i really didn't value myself in my teen years much and i didn't never realized it when i was in them Mm. i always thought i had great value and worth Mm. But now looking back in it, I can see, you know, when people would say certain things to me, it would trigger me. I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I'm terrible. Like I'm worth nothing. And that comes from insecurity to allow what someone says about you to cause you to have a, a mental breakdown. Well, that's a severe way of saying it. But to have a moment like that comes from insecurity. So God really showed me that coming to Karis Bible College about your identity comes from him and it doesn't matter if every single person in your life is saying negative Mm. what you have to go to the king like what do you say about me lord Those situations, so he really just built up my worth and value and from that it made me a lot more selective on my friends and realized i don't have to lower my standards of the way you treat me to be accepted so i can have friends Mm. no i'm gonna have christ-like friends and he has those for you that value you that honor you Mm. honor your worth and don't lower it with their words with their actions Mm. especially in relationships if you're dating someone do not lower your worth so Mm. that you have someone who, well oh, they do this, they do this, they kind of tick that box, they're kind of godly in that way. But really, they're not treating with you the respect that you deserve. And not because of what we've done, but because of who Christ has made us. And when you value yourself, you're valuing Christ. Because we're the holy temple of the Holy Spirit. So it's not even my body and my life anymore. It's Christ's body and Christ's life through mm-hmm. me. So I want to honor him in those relationships. Mm. So that's so good. And again, it all comes back to Jesus. It does. It's about honoring him. It's about believing what he says about you. Mm -hmm. And knowing your value and knowing your worth is, you know, in our world today, some of it's been so twisted of like, well, I'm worth more than that. And it's actually become a prideful thing. Yeah. But with God, it's actually humility. Humility is agreeing with what God says about you. And so that's not putting yourself higher or lower than what God says. And there's such a misconception around humility. And maybe I'll even do a podcast on this soon about what true humility is. But true humility isn't debasing yourself and everything. It's actually agreeing with that identity that God's given you and then depending on God for everything. Because sometimes it can feel good, you know, I've definitely had friends where I'm like, I messed up. I really want them to come and agree and be like, yeah, you did mess up. You were a failure. And my friends are like, no, that is not who you are. We mm. see you as kind. We see you as whatever it is in a situation. I'm like, you're not helping. I really want you to come and agree. But no, those are the friends that are like Christ. Mm. And don't lower yourself to be around people who also lower your morals, mm. you know? We can... I've definitely done that in life. I'm like, well, they're fun, so I'll be fine. No, that's also lowering your values Mm. is when people push you to lower your morals, to have fun. And that's not even just in friendships. That is just in life there's the world is constantly pushing us to conform to its mold. It is. To lower our standards, to lower our morals, especially as Christians. This is a time where we are not going to lower our standards, guys. We're not going to lower our morals. Even though the world is pushing that, this is a time for us to rise up and stand firm in what is right and what is true and be bold in that and not back down. No matter what we see other people doing, We fear God first and we honor him and we stand firmly and boldly for the truth. And that is truly loving people. That is truly helping people is standing up for that truth. You know, we need to stand up for the helpless, for kids who are going to be aborted. Are we going to be too scared of other people's opinions of us that we're going to lower our our standards and our morals, and not bother speaking out on something. Are we going to start? You know, we see so much evil happening in the world today, and so few people are speaking out against it. This is not a time for silence. This is a time to rise up and to to defend the defenseless and to um, make sure that justice is done. That righteousness is is done. So, anyway, Amen. that just got me Yeah, passionate. go for it, girl. So, this is what it just reminded me of. Um, I call them Rakshak and Benny. That's from a kid's show, but me. Wait, Shadrach, meshak and Abednego. <laughs> Thank you, Grace. The Veggie Tales version is Rakshak and Benny. I spend too much time with children. We can tell at this point. <laughs> um, but they, at first, they looked like idiots for mm-hmm. not going by the world's way. Yes. They were gonna die. Yes. And in humiliated in front of everyone. Like these are top advisors to the king. Mm. The top dudes just got about to get killed by the boss in front of everyone. This is embarrassing. Yeah. And they could have felt so humiliated and be like, Lord, where are you? We stood for you. And now we're about to get tracked in the fire. This is great. Yeah. And God came through true and they had the last laugh. Mm. They had the king on his knees mm. wanting Jesus. And I'm like, what price is it to pay to be embarrassed or humiliated Mm. when I don't want anyone going to hell so I can pay the price for embarrassment for five minutes Mm. or however long for you to come to Jesus? And actually a big scripture I stand on, I can't think of the exact way, but... It's an honor to be persecuted for Jesus. I don't even see it as embarrassing or humiliating. I'm like, wow, I get to be persecuted for you, Lord. That's an honor and a privilege. Yeah. So I don't even see it as that. But if you do, come on, guys, it's worth someone's salvation. Mm. Absolutely. It's like, what do you prioritize? And again, it comes back to, it's all about Jesus. That's what I'm going to title this podcast. It's all about Jesus, guys. You know, and... I feel like since we're talking about it, you know, so there's so many Christians out there and it's so sad to see that aren't fully committed to Jesus. No. They'll give him parts of their lives. And I mean, this is something that even Jesus is is teaching me. I'm preaching to myself here. But we give Jesus parts of our lives and we don't let him into other parts. We're not fully surrendered. We're not actually fully honoring him or fully committed to him. And... So this is a question we need to constantly be asking ourselves, am I surrendering everything? Am I trusting him with everything? Am I committing everything to him? Am I honoring him in everything? And that comes back to whatever we do, you know, in in so many areas. And in what we look at and watch and share on social media, Mm -hmm. in the movies we watch, in how we act and behave and hold ourselves around friends and around different people. Um, Are we honoring Jesus? Because it's all about him and the most amazing fulfillment and joy in life comes from him. Amen. I remember actually one morning I came into my living room, my lounge. and I was like, Jesus, I'm not happy with... Where I acted last night and it wasn't anything bad I was just embarrassed um about friends being with friends how I acted and God was like "Shalomah, it's not even about how you view yourself from that night how you feel it's about did I represent the Lord well mm. and again it comes back to Jesus it's all about him it's just how did I represent you Lord mm. in those situations and he really calmed me as well he was like You are love, you are patient, you are kind. It's sometimes we care too much about ourselves and what we look like or how we act. And you need to go to the king for Mm. the real eyes and the real perspective of situations. Mm. I like what you said about how did I represent the Lord? Sometimes you feel like, oh, I know that I'm better than that or I let myself down or whatever. You're still actually coming back to yourself. But it's like, and also it can be like the reason that you want to hold yourself well is for Jesus, not yes. for you. So that makes a big difference because your focus is all on the Lord. I love um, scripture in Psalms, and I'm not 100% sure where it is, but it says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Yeah. And when we make it all about Jesus, when we trust him, we're going to be blessed. And part Absolutely. of blessed means happy. You know, sometimes we think we can create or control our own happiness, but you cannot be happy without placing your trust in Jesus. Yep. I remember that the Lord showed me, Shalom, all I want is your trust. It's not that I want this plan for whatever situation like you're facing. He's just, he wants our trust. And of course, when you give him our trust, it's going to turn out for his good, his favor, his blessings. But it isn't so much that like, he wants it to go a certain way. That's why he's making us choose. It's just he wants our trust because that pleases him. And that's all he wants. In- yeah. So good. So it's all about Jesus. Amen. So in closing, what three minute challenge would you give to those listening? Um, bring yourself into a room, especially with people who you might find really hard to love. Um, bring yourself there and say, Lord, how can I serve you? Yep. To them. Like how can, so those people that are especially annoying, um, I'm seeing them as Jesus. And how can I serve you, Lord, when I see them? Yep. And do it with a pure heart. And when you do that as well, you are laying up riches in heaven for yourself that, I remember God gave me such a cool revelation. I'd love to do a podcast on this actually, um, about when we get our things tried in the fire, and it's either gold, silver, or it's going to burn up, and I don't want those, those gold and silver are actually what we get to give to Jesus. Because mm. we lay our gifts down at his feet, our crowns down. And I was like, oh my gosh, Jesus. I don't even see it as, oh my gosh, because I want to make sure I have stuff when I get to heaven. I don't want to be a person crying in the corner because I didn't get anything. (laughs) It's not even about that. How many presents do I get, Shaloma? No, it's how many presents can I get you, Jesus? That put Mm -hmm. a whole new perspective and carefreeness on me to realize when I'm doing things for gold, I'm not doing it so that I can get the gold. Shaloma, you did a good job there. Mm -hmm. No, I'm doing it because I get to give Jesus presents. That's amazing. Yes. I get to trust him. He works out for my good. And I get to give him presents at the end of it. Because yes. I love giving presents. Like Christmas time is my favorite time Like to watch people get. And I'm like, I have an opportunity to, for things to work out for my good and to bless Jesus at the same time. Yes. Wow. Like, wow. Yes. That is awesome. So the three minute challenge is whenever you're, you know, wherever you are, yes. ask God, how can I serve Go you? in. Um, I came not to be served, but to serve. Yes. And take that attitude with you into today's week. Yes. That annoying boss, that amazing co worker, that w- family member, whatever. Yeah. That's awesome. This has honestly been so fun. I have loved this Awesome podcast. I yes. loved it. And thank you for listening, everyone. We're yeah, definitely going to have another one together. I think you'll be seeing Shaloma f- more on I this hope podcast. So so um be sure to subscribe if you want to hear more of what she has to say and we will speak to you soon so thank you